hey, did you know that we are at war right now? Yes, have no doubt about it. There is a war going on all around us in the spirit. The Bible talks often about spiritual warfare. And I want to talk to you today about truths that you should know from the word of God when going into an invisible battle. It's not a visible battle, but it is very real. And God has given us weapons of warfare and equipped us with everything we need to be victorious in the battle. Now, men, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What does that mean? That means no matter how buff you are, no matter how deep your voice is, no matter how tall you are, these things won't help you when going into a spiritual battle. It's going to take men and women that have learned that this fight is not about flesh and blood, but this battle is being fought in high places. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. It's going to be a wonderful conversation, and we're going to equip ourselves for battle, and I believe we're going to be better for it together. Thank you for hitting that play button. Stick around. It's going to be a great time and a great episode. Let's go. So just a couple of quick life updates before we dive into today's topic, because you guys are kind enough to care and you ask, so I'll tell you. Rachel and I have a new song coming out in January. It should drop on the first week of January. Very excited about that. Uh, and we're also going to be shooting a music video for that uh, in Tennessee. Very excited about that. Lots of exciting things happening. Also, if you live in the Atlanta area, and I'm sorry for all of my non-Atlanta listeners, but for you Georgia people... Exalt 2020, which is a night of worship and music, is coming up on November 24th, and it's going to be an incredible time. We've got Frankie Taylor, Devin Cunningham, Sean Marie Dotson, Justin Kamlick, Patrick Harvey, and the Pentecostals of McDonough. Uh, Rachel and I are going to be doing our new song, and the Apostolic Tabernacle Choir is going to be singing. It's going to be amazing. It's Tuesday, November 24th. 2020. Now, for all you non-Georgia people that feel sad about that announcement, I've got good news for you. Because of COVID-19, for the first time ever, we're going to be streaming Exalt online this year at Apostolic Tabernacle UPCI Facebook page. Go follow Apostolic Tabernacle UPCI on Facebook and you're going to be able to watch live during that night of worship. So we're very excited. Glad that we can share it with you online. Also, you can get more information at Nathan and Rachel Music on Instagram. We have some videos and promos for that so you can get all the details. It's going to be great. If you can't be there in person, you can still enjoy 
online. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. Thanks for listening. Part-time Christians cannot defeat full-time devils. Now, you can be you and I'll be me, but sometimes in my soul, I just want to be the kind of Christian that makes hell nervous. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I want to be one of those intense Christians. That's right, I said it. I want to be one of those radicals that makes hell so nervous that when I walk into a room, demons have to flee. That's who I want to be. Now, I don't know about you. You may not want to be that intense, but for me, that's who I want to be. I want hell to be afraid of me because of the power of Jesus Christ that lives inside of me. And I think that you should want that too. I want to be that radical believer that when my feet hit the floor each morning, hell says, oh no, he's up. (laughs) I want to be that crazy Christian that when I wake, demons walk over to Satan's bedroom and knock on his door. Hey, you better get out here. Nathan is awake. Some have said Christians can be so heavenly minded that they are of no earthly good. However, uh, this statement has always humored me because I've never personally diagnosed that problem in somebody's life. Usually the problem that confronts the church is that people are so earthly minded that they are of no heavenly good. Truly, we are fighting a battle of five senses to see, to hear, to taste and to smell, to touch. And the world we live in requires us to heighten these senses and learn to rely on them. Therefore, fighting in the spirit is hard for our flesh because it takes us out of what we have learned to control and see and places us into an invisible war where we now operate through the power of the Holy Spirit. I have the honor and privilege to serve uh, as a youth pastor and also as uh, the Section 5 Youth Director for the Georgia District. And so I have uh, a wonderful opportunity to be, you know, that 29-year-old man at teen camp and senior camp and hyphen retreat and get to be a big kid and just have a bunch of fun, uh, you know, getting to serve these amazing students of this district. And I've noticed that kids often get the Holy Ghost at church camp because they have been disconnected from technology. Now, at the Georgia district campgrounds, I don't know what it's like in your district, But cell phones basically do not work at the district campgrounds. It's like the dead zone for technology. (laughs) We have a joke that it's where technology goes to die um, because it just doesn't work. You can't hardly get Wi-Fi. You can't get a cell phone signal. And it's funny because this is a huge benefit spiritually for the students It can be difficult for the staff trying to make things happen, but for the students, it's an amazing thing for them to disconnect from their cell phones because they haven't been entertaining their senses like they used to. And it amazingly places them in position to receive something from God. It puts a hunger in their hearts that draws them closer 
to Jesus Christ, which I'm going to take this moment as an opportunity to share a personal spiritual discipline that I've tried to place in my life. Don't start your day by grabbing your cell phone and checking your social media notifications and your emails and your text messages. Now, I know that this is easier said than done because we live in a very fast-paced, high-strung generation where people demand our attention all the time. But here's what I want to encourage you to do. Don't grab your cell phone and check your messages until after you have had your time of devotion with the Lord. Take your time of prayer, take your time of reading the Word, and whatever other devotions you're reading, and take time for that first. Whatever time you have decided to dedicate to God, whether it's an hour or five minutes, whatever you're doing right now in this season of your life, give it to God first. You know, 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Sometimes when you start feeling carnal, which keep in mind, we're talking about an invisible war. There's a war that's happening all around you and you have to fight this battle spiritually. And sometimes when you start feeling carnal, you just have to do like Barney Fife and say, 10-4, good buddy. I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> you know, 2 Corinthians 10-4 will remind you of that. Sometimes heaven will call us up on our walkie-talkie and remind us that our flesh is carnal. Just remember to say 10-4. 2 Corinthians 10-4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You can't beat this in a carnal way. You can't beat this with your flesh. You have to beat this in the spirit. You have to fight this in the spirit. So there are three powerful truths that you should always take with you into an invisible war with the enemy. The devil is the king of deception and has caused confusion in many people's hearts and minds. Satan is not judge. I Hear me for just a moment. Satan is not defense attorney. Jesus is our judge. Jesus is our defense attorney. Satan has not been given the power or authority in the heavens to be your judge. So put him under your feet in Jesus' name today. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, you may not know me from Adam, but hear me when I say, put him under your feet today. Don't let him control the narrative of your life today. He has not been given the authority to be your judge. Only Jesus Christ has that authority. Research shows that only 32% of adults believe in an actual hell. That means that 68% of adults do not believe in an actual place called hell. And I've always been amazed how the devil has been portrayed. The most common depiction of Satan usually looks something like this, red-faced, conniving, wearing a black cape, maybe a couple of cute little horns on his head. 
His manipulative ways are usually portrayed as a cute rebellion or a humorous, harmless gesture. In 2015, at the Grammy Awards, they passed out devil horns to the audience while singing about how they are on the highway to hell, as though it's become a big joke. Comics commonly draw out cartoons of someone who is facing a difficult decision. Whenever this decision is to be made, a tiny little angel pops up on the right shoulder and a tiny little devil pops up on their left shoulder. You know what I'm talking about. But my friends, let me tell you that Satan is not a fairy tale and hell is not a game. This invisible battle is very real. Satan would love nothing more than to be depicted as fun, mysterious, happy-go-lucky little man in a red suit. This depiction relates to our five senses. But Paul writes to the Ephesians, warning them. In Ephesians 6 and 12, he says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This battle is a spiritual one. Satan is real and hell is real. He is the prince of darkness and the enemy of your soul. You can't fight him with your hands. You fight him in the spirit. You fight him with the word of God. You fight him with prayer. And Satan has convinced some of the misconception that your senses to see, hear, and touch will help you maneuver your way around the enemy. If you're going to be soldiers in this war, we must understand that we cannot defeat the enemy without the help of an almighty God. If we identify the enemy for who he is, only then can we defeat him with the help of almighty God. Ephesians 2 and 2, wherein in times past, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. He used to have the power over us, but that was in time past. (laughs) Man, I love that. Ephesians 2 and 2, it says, wherein in time past. That day is past, Satan. If if you, you listening to me right now, if you have the Holy Ghost and have been baptized in Jesus' name, he has no power over you. We got the power over him the day we got the Holy Ghost, Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. There's a lot of battles that we cannot fight if we are not filled with the Holy Spirit. This is important to understand in spiritual warfare. So our first important truth to take into battle is that Satan is real. You have to understand that this is a real battle. This is not a fairy tale. Second important truth that you need to take in the battle. Nothing evil comes from God. If you're taking notes, point number one, Satan is real. 
Truth number two, nothing evil comes from God. Now, this is important. Follow with me because God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Nothing evil can come from him. He is holy. I have personally been asked the question, and this is why it's important. It's a good question. How could a loving and holy God create evil? And they are referring to the creation of Lucifer. And that's a great question. The answer lies in the fact that God has never created evil. Allow me to elaborate because they'll tell you that if a God creates evil, he is therefore evil. Isaiah 14, 12 through 17 speaks on the origins and destination of Satan. And verse 12 refers to Satan as Lucifer. From this scripture, we can learn much about Satan. First, we learn that he fell from heaven, cut down to the ground. Secondly, Isaiah tells us why Lucifer fell. Because Lucifer wanted to be above God. However, God will not share his throne with anyone or anything. We can see this in the nature of God throughout Scripture. He will not share his glory. It is necessary to understand that Satan will not let go of his prisoners. And that is why we must have a Savior. That is why Jesus Christ had to die on a cross for our sins. We needed a deliverer from a prison called sin. And it is easy to fall into the trap that God created evil through his creation of Lucifer. But again, it is observed that Lucifer was created in Ezekiel 28 and 15 by God. We can see this in Genesis 1 and 1 as a blameless guardian cherub Ezekiel 28 and 14 it says thou art the anointed cherub that covereth and I have set thee so thou wast upon the holy mountain of God thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire thou was perfect in thy ways this is important Ezekiel 28 and 15 this is talking about Lucifer it says thou was perfect in thy ways from the day thou was created until iniquity was found in thee okay this is extremely important to defend this truth that no evil comes from God Lucifer was created perfect Okay, you need to understand this moving forward. The Bible tells us that he was perfect in his ways from the day he was created until iniquity, greed, and power overcame him. He was a free will agent. If he was created without a free will, he would not have been able to alter the blameless state in which he was created. God created everything good. Nothing evil comes from God. God created everything perfect, and the Bible says what? He saw that it was good. Free will was the cause and effect of sin and evil in our world. But God had a plan.
He looked through time and he saw an old rugged cross. He gave his life on Calvary and his redemptive plan is the reason we all are here today. You ought to just say it with me. God is good all the time. The third and final important truth that I want us to focus on today to take into an invisible war is this. Satan is not in equal power with God. Genesis 17 and 1 says, And when Abram was 90 years old, and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. In Genesis, he claims to be the almighty God when he's talking to Abram. To believe the words of God are to believe that there is no other God beside him. That is what makes him almighty. There is no evil force or power that could even scratch the surface of the power of Jesus Christ. Ethical dualism asserts that there are two mutually hostile forces or beings in the world. The one being the source of all good and the other the source of all evil. It is very important for a child of God to understand that Satan is not an equal power with God. I can't emphasize this enough. You need to know this going into battle. God and Satan are not two eternal and equal forces that struggles and will struggle for all eternity. Only Jesus Christ will sit on the throne for all eternity. There will be an end to the kingdom of Satan. His kingdom will fall. There will be an end to it. This belief of God and Satan as mutual beings is quite contrary to what Scripture teaches. Scripture is very clear that one of the beings was before the other. Since God was before Satan, the two cannot be mutual. God has no beginning and no ending. My goodness, he is powerful. And since they are not mutual, one will defeat the other. If you still don't believe me, you can always turn to the book of Revelation, and there you will see Satan's kingdom coming to an end forever. Satan will not be the ruler of hell, but rather, he will be in the lake of fire himself. You know, we often like to view Satan as sitting on a throne in hell while everybody else burns and he sits on his throne laughing at them. That is not what scripture teaches you. He will be cast into the lake of fire himself. He will experience the gnashing of teeth. He will experience the torment of hell. Revelations 20 and 10 says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophets are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. But Jesus Christ is sitting on an eternal throne. His authority and his victory will never end. Isaiah 6 and 1 says, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high 
and lifted up and its train filled the temple. That train symbolized victory. That train is symbolic that filled the temple, that all the victories would be won. God and Satan are not equal powers. Satan can't hold a candle to the power of the light of Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you that I've seen people delivered from witchcraft. I've seen people delivered overnight from darkness. I've seen people delivered from addiction where God instantly set them free. I've seen cigarettes thrown onto the altar. I've seen jewelry thrown onto the altar. I've seen all kinds of things thrown onto the altar where people were set free and they never looked back. And when you learn to fight in the invisible war, when you learn to fight with spiritual weapons instead of carnal ones, you can be set free as well. Would you pray with me? Lord, I pray for each listener right now that they would be set completely free from any darkness that tries to surround them. God, I pray, Lord, for a peace that passes understanding. And God, I thank you, Lord, that even though we're in a battle, that you've given us every weapon that we need to fight this battle and come out victorious. God, I pray for those listening today that you would encourage them and that you would go with them through the remainder of their day. God, touch them as they go to their places of work today, to their schools, to their campuses. Touch those, Lord, that are going to their church today to minister to somebody else. God, I pray, Lord, that you would send revival and that you would help us, Lord, to win every battle that stands before us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as always, friends, it's an honor and a privilege to get to spend time with you today. Remember that you're in a battle, but you come out the winner. You're on the winning side. If you live for Jesus Christ, you will be the victor. Aren't you glad to be a part of the church? Amen. Me too. Guys, I love you so much. Thank you for listening. I look forward to the episodes to come. Exciting things coming up for you. And we look forward to sharing that with you very soon. We'll see you next time on the Noteworthy Podcast. And remember, in the end, we win.